Before today's episode, a quick word from our sponsors. All right, so Lincoln, as I was driving home the other day, yeah, I was thinking, ghosts. Definitely real. You think so? Steve, hands down, ghosts are real. I mean, probably, but we have to like we have to have a clear definition of what is a ghost. What is a ghost? So, are we acting like demons, like demons, demons angels, that ghost? See, because I'm talking like paranormal activity type ghost. Oh yeah, like but not, none of the Scooby Doo stuff, you know? No, that's like unmasking some weird businessman who like is trying to abduct kids or something. That's like that's Scooby. That's not a ghost, you know? I'm talking straight up. Ghostbusters type ghost, Steve. So you think they're real then? I know they're real. I have some stories oh, really? that I think will change your mind. And I think our viewer viewers will uh if they're not believers, they will be by the end of this. <laughs> A word. <laughs> hey guys, you know, welcome to Big Brain Hour. I'm Lincoln. I'm Steve. Uh welcome back, guys. As you can tell, this is our paranormal activity episode of big brain hour um gonna mix it up with some ghosts today thought it'd yeah. be a fun topic to tackle yeah well you said you have stories right i've got plenty of stories steve all right i feel like paranormal stuff just happens to me <laughs> let's hear it okay um let's start with i'm gonna start with the story that actually really made me believe in ghosts this one like i don't tell a lot of people this story in fact this is steve has never even heard this story Oh, this original content right here. Okay, I'm setting the scene. 2015, I'm getting home from football practice. Sophomore in high school, you know, it's October 30th, the day before Halloween. So we get back, we, my, me and my dad get out of the car. My dad goes over, he's talking to a neighbor across the street, and I hear my mom screaming. So I go inside, and there's smoke everywhere. And so I find out that my bathroom is on fire, and there's like the attic has a huge fire inside of it. So my mom, she's panicking. She's alone. She's like, she doesn't know what to do. Like, it's just a terrible situation to be in. And so I do the best thing you should do whenever you see an electrical fire. And I throw water all over it. <laughs> all right. By some miracle, it actually works. And I managed to not start another fire. And I put it out. Because the whole attic basically caught on fire and the ceiling collapsed in my bathroom. It's Dang. just like an inferno. And so <laughs> for some reason, a couple five-gallon buckets of water puts this thing completely out. So the firemen show up because I guess it's just like a courtesy thing. You know, they got to show up. Yeah. They take axes. They knock out the rest of the ceiling just to make sure the attic isn't still right. burning. They were like, dude, you were like 15 seconds from the whole house burning down. And I was like, geez, that's scary. But this is kind of beside the fact. So for really weird situation, you know, yeah. like my neighbors, my really good friends live next door. We kind of were sitting out front. And we're like, wow, what a weird night. So it's like, it's like midnight at this point. And I walk back in. I'm like, I got homework guys. So I walk back into my house. The firemen are still there. I just start doing homework at the dining room table, you know, and I'm sitting there and plain as day, there's someone in the kitchen, you know, banging around like pots, pans. I'm like, oh, like my mom's making dinner or something. So we hadn't eaten or anything yet. And so it goes on like this for about five minutes. And I stand up to go get some water. As I'm walking in the room, I'm so sure someone's in there from all the noise that I go, hey, mom, what's up? And I look, there's not a single person in the room. So at this point, I'm like, that is really weird because like the fridge was opening, closing cabinets were shutting and stuff. Like unless I made it up completely, this was just one of the most bizarre situations I've ever seen in my entire life. And we have a cat, but the cat like doesn't 
No, like, cat, cats can't open the fridge. Can't, like, a cat can't open the fridge and pick up pans and, like, set stuff down yeah. and turn on the sink. Because this was all happening. Right. So, at this point, I'm like, this is where it gets weird. My grandfather died on October 30th, 10 years ago, on that day. So, this is the 10th anniversary of his death. And we didn't know my grandpa very well. He wasn't really a close, close family member for right. any of us. So, a little unfinished business there. But... That right there is what made me almost think that, you know, ghosts might be real. It might have been like, he's coming back to haunt you guys, you think? Maybe. I don't He's a, He was a, if anything, it was a benevolent thing, though. Really? You know, it's just like playing around in the kitchen. Because he also really liked to cook, apparently. Okay. He died when I was a little kid. Dang. Yeah. So it was more like a hello. Like... It was more of like a hello, I think. Because, I don't know, never really got to know him very well. Jeez. Yeah. And, and what was so bizarre is, I didn't tell anyone this. And then the next morning, my mom goes, was somebody in the kitchen last night? When I went to bed, I heard someone in the kitchen for like 30 minutes. And I was like, that is so weird because I literally walked into the kitchen and thought someone was in there. And throughout the rest of the year, like um, on Christmas, apparently my mom was decorating the tree. And all of a sudden, our dog looked at something and the branches on the tree moved. And then my dog like followed something through the house and just weird stuff, you know. Yeah. And then eventually it stopped completely. But Really weird stuff going on. Jeez, yeah, that sounds weird. Yeah. Right right time of year, too. Cause, uh, spooky right, season, spooky right? Spooky season, <laughs> Halloween was right there, yeah. The theming was on point. Like, honestly, Grandpa, if that was you, good on you for showing up on Halloween. Dang. And you said this happened the same night as the fire? Yes. See? In the fire, they couldn't figure out what caused it, which is also really weird. Dang. Here's the other thing about that. Is like, you know, no one was probably playing a prank on you. Because that was kind of like a somber situation. Oh, totally. So it's like everyone, no one was going to be in the mood for like playing pranks. Like, oh, mm-hmm. who's in the kitchen? And honestly, I didn't even thought about it for years though. Like I didn't even really realize that was the day he died. Like that, my dad probably did, but I didn't really realize Dang. it. And, you know, and like weird things happened for probably the next year around the house. And then eventually things just went silent. Jeez. But to this day, I still have no idea, ghost or not. Something weird was happening. Something weird happened that night. I think you have a good theory there. But yeah, I think, you know, for the longest time, I would have laughed at anybody. That was like, you know, ghosts are real. But part of me really does think my grandpa or just something. Just something. Just something. Yeah. Because plain as day, multiple people experiencing the same thing at different times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. it just seemed – I hadn't even told my mom, and she also was like, was anyone in the kitchen? Like, what the heck? Yeah, that's really weird, actually. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe someone was in the house. but Maybe that's, that's like, the only logical explanation otherwise. But, honestly, really bizarre. Yeah. No, that's definitely really weird. Yeah. You know, something I kind of think about – and this is something that you actually brought to my attention. Mm-hmm. This was more like your theory. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I I heard this probably – I don't know when you, you came up with this. But your theory that – Maybe not everyone in on the earth is is an actual person that bought the bot hypothesis. Yes, maybe explain that real quick. <laughs> my next story has a lot to do with the bot hypothesis. Yes. Okay, so everyone's familiar with how in video games the game is often populated with uh, NPCs, non-player characters, bots, if you will. These bots are usually really bad at playing the game, and me and my friend, me and my roommate Aaron. Aaron's been on the show before. We all love him. We hypothesized one night that a lot of people sometimes act as if they don't know how to play the game that is life. Like, in a way that's just honestly comical sometimes. Like, um, 
you know, you see someone walking on the street, like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Just like dumb stuff. Like half the people I see going to school sometimes like, man, what is up with you? Like, but we think that maybe half the world populated by bots just to fill it up, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's the bot hypothesis. I mean, me and Aaron are working on drafting up scientific proposal, you know, have it fact checked by other people who are experts in the field, but that's beside the point. Steve, what's your, uh, <laughs> what's your, what's your thought here? Okay. Weirdest thing. This actually happened really recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and my roommate Hayden, we made a Taco Bell run at, at 10 o'clock at night. Mm. All right. So we're, which probably, you know, maybe not the best decision. Yeah. Uh, looking back, but we're, we're pulling up to the, to the Taco Bell and the drive through is full, right? Just packed, you know? It's packed. Yeah. It's packed. Baja Blast, 10 o'clock. Baja Blast. They go hand in hand. Those skills freezes. You well, know, they hit different after, <laughs> skills after 9 o'clock. Don't get me started on that, Steve. Trios <laughs> Locos. Mm. So we're pulling up, you know, everyone's pulling up practically. Yeah. And me and him both see this person, this dude, mm-hmm. walking up to the drive-thru. Yeah. All right. So this is really weird because it's not like he's walking through the drive-thru just without a car. Because mm-hmm. I have seen that before. Yeah. But he, like, walks up to, like, a random car in the drive-thru, seems mm-hmm. to say something. And we're like, man, yeah. you know, that's kind of really weird. Didn't think anything of it. Probably, yeah. like, a couple minutes later. We're in line now. Mm-hmm. And we see him walk past our car, right? So, and this is like an open parking lot. Mm-hmm. Typical bot behavior. Right. Yeah. So he's walking past us, which is fine. And then I think at the same time, we both kind of looked at our phone. Yeah. And then maybe like it was one of those things from like a movie where like the car kind of drives in front of him uh-huh. like going through the parking lot. And then yeah. We lost sight of him. Then he disappears. Yes. He was literally gone. What? Like the in, in plain sight, he's yes, gone. I can't explain to you. He didn't get in the car. No, no. It was like the car went by. We were on our phones, probably like a tenth of a second. All right, and then we look back up. He's gone. And How was he dressed? Old timey? No, you know that's a good point. He could have been because old timey makes me think ghost, ghost, or Boulder has a long history. Yeah, no, that's facts. Uh, uh, you know, maybe time, time traveler. traveler. Yes, <laughs> yes, Steve. <laughs> we're on the same. Mm, we're in the same wavelength there. I think that's what everyone was thinking. But it was, it was honestly the weirdest because this is an open parking lot. I know Lincoln's been there. This isn't. I've been there. This parking lot, you cannot. There's literally nothing but a huge empty lot. Like, yes. there's nowhere to go. Like, you can't just like hide. No, there's there no trees. And he was gone. And then, mean the weird thing is, I kind of looked up and I saw this. I'm like. Where the heck did this did go? Experience yes, too? And if he looked over at me, he's like, where did that guy go? <laughs> I'm like, this. That's weird. Yes, it was. So you think, okay. In time traveler? Uh, time traveler is actually very possible. Ghost? I don't know. Or maybe. bot glitching. The glitch might make sense too, because maybe that like particular part of the world hadn't rendered all the way in. He just there. despawned. Yeah, yeah. He, he might have despawned. <laughs> people, not enough people were looking at him. They were aware of his presence. Here's the other thing, though. That was the weirdest thing that happened to me. Yeah. Probably like five minutes later. I think this was an actual dude. Yeah. Maybe like a homeless man. Yeah. He looks over at us. All right. He's he's like in front of the Taco Bell. Yeah. Not, but I mean, it's closed, so you can't mm-hmm. go inside. He's yeah. just chilling out. Yeah. He has skis in his in his hands, like carrying them like this. Yeah. He looks over at us. We in the middle of the summer. Yes. Yeah. Super weird. Ten o'clock at night. We look at him. He looks at us. We share eye contact for a couple That's minutes. That's weird. 
takes the skis out, starts playing guitar, like playing the skis as if they <laughs> as are guitar. As if they are guitars. Almost emo. He, he was emo. <laughs> he was. He was taunting you. You think so? I think he might have been a bot that knew that you guys saw that. See, it seemed like a friendly gesture, though. I never, I mean, it was really weird. So it was kind of well, like. Well, not all bots aren't bad. Mobs are bad. Mobs are bad. He was probably. See, he was so unique, though. He had to be at least a main character. That's really interesting. A boss? A boss. He might have been a boss. Yeah. The, the local. So, see, we're kind of making game analogies here because that's kind of the only way to make this make sense. Bot right. theory. Bot. We've been trying to flesh it out. It's tough. It's tough to make all the pieces fit together. Yeah. It's like how Einstein had to really wrestle with relativity to make it fit into right. our understanding of physics. Bot theory, it has some it has a ways to go, but I do think there is some validity to it. I think we've all experienced that where you see just some weird stuff happening and you're like, they were not not logical, no. not thinking, or just doing weird stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, and for example, Steve, guy just phasing out of nowhere. Yeah, facts. Or, you know. Maybe I had a bot rummaging through my kitchen that night and then he just despawned. And then he despawned. <laughs> it could have been. He got confused and just started opening <laughs> cabinets because he didn't know what to do. It was just a glitch. Just a glitch. He spawned in the house. Yeah. Here's the other thing, along with bot theory. You know, I, I look at like you can go to frats. Yeah, I think th there's just a overall. Sometimes you see people, and it's like there's nothing inside. But yes, but some of the groupies, you know. Also, think of the the theory that you know people often say that very attractive people often don't have personalities. But maybe that was because they were designed. Designed just to populate the. But, but they don't have know? any like no substance, you no know. No substance. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the true humans and the bots. The bots, yeah. yeah. I mean, who knows, Steve? I mean, we've really put a lot of thought and put a whole probably three hours of thought into this theory. So far, no major objections here. No. I haven't heard from anyone. <laughs> Run it by a few guys. I think we're close to actually having this become a scientific law. Yeah. Thought law. Write, write a paper or something, man. I think, yeah, me and Aaron are working on it. We're trying to flesh it out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe bot theory could explain a lot of paranormal happenings. It could. I mean, there's a few different possibilities. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any other stories? Kind of like ghost examples? stories? Yeah. Kind of paranormal? Yeah. Yeah, actually, um, in the years after that, you know, I was always kind of freaked out, you know, after that event happened. Yeah. And, yeah, I haven't told anyone a lot of these stories because they just honestly scared me, like, so much to the core. It was just, like my whole understanding of the world was kind of flipped over. I was like, there's no way this is actually happening. But once I was in my car, probably about oh, like eight months after that happened, I was just driving. It was probably 11 o'clock at night. It was like a Saturday night. Probably I was driving home after hanging out with some friends and plain as day. Someone whispers into my ear. And it was just like, Shh. and I just like, I stop at the stop light. I stopped the stop sign. I was in this like dark neighborhood and I just sat there and I didn't look behind me. So I was so freaked out. And I finally looked behind me and there's nothing Jeez. just like as plain as day in my ear. But right after that happened, because weird things had kind of been happening in the house. I can't even remember yeah. like, but nothing like on the same level as like that one night. But after that, nothing ever happened again. Was this like a different, was this around the same time as the, this was probably in like March of that year. Okay. So, so it's it probably be. like, October. Yeah. I mean, this is like five or six months after. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, just some weird stuff, you know, yeah. and you know, the human mind's a powerful thing. There's a lot of hypothesis that like, you know, we invent a lot of this. We make it a lot yeah. of in our head. Like you can hallucinate, you can 
mass hallucinations, the Mandela effect. Like there's documented things of this happening, but it just, you know, it's like, to me it is real because even if my mind made it up, like it happened, you know? So whatever caused it, who knows, but you know, to me it is real. Yeah. And so I don't know if I'm ready to say ghosts are real or not, but you know, there are things that can't be explained. I think in this world. You actually, you know, from your stories, I do remember one time, long, long time ago, probably like I was like a real little kid. Mm-hmm. I do distinctly remember um, there's like this, it was like middle of the night, mm-hmm. I was still awake. Yeah. And I kind of saw like this, this humanoid shaped mm-hmm. thing kind of moving around in my room. Mm-hmm. And it was the color, you know, like when you stand up really fast, like it's kind of the, it's like all multicolor spots. Kind yes. Of like, yeah. Yes. That is exactly it's kind like, of a shadow. Yeah, it was an enigma. It was an outlier. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, you know, the human like mind really powerful hallucination or not. Like to you, it is real. You know, it is. Even if it is a hallucination, it's real in that moment. It's just weird stuff, you know. And there's yeah. plenty of documented cases of people claiming like stuff that supports things like this. And this point, I think you have to take it for what you think. I mean, I mean, I haven't experienced anything like it in years, you know? Right. It's part of me thinks like maybe I'm more skeptical now, but to me that those things did happen. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. I feel like the doubters, you know, they never experienced one of those situations though. Well, after you do, it really changes you. Cause I was, I remember for a long time I was like, yeah, it goes not, it's fun to think about, but yeah, it's fun to imagine, but it was never really something that I expected to be real. It also seems like there's always like, you know, there's a distinct difference between sometimes people can feel like, Oh, this particular ghost mm-hmm. as we will call it is like a, a bad thing. Or mm-hmm. sometimes you feel like, Oh, this is more of like a positive, like he's just stopping by. Yeah. For me, it was just like neutral, you know, yeah, like just an experience, you know, Interesting. definitely not a haunting as like, right. you might think about that, but like, Definitely something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, have you ever seen those ghost hunting shows, Steve? You know, I've watched a few in my day. Hoax. You think so? They have to be. Like, if it was that easy to go into, like, a haunted mansion and be, like, say something and have them turn a flashlight. Like, you know how they have, like, um, is it? It's electromagnetic sensors. And it's, like, it, it can, if the field is manipulated around it, it's supposed to, like, emit a beep or whatever. Yeah. So, like, in theory, the ghost can manipulate the electromagnetic field and like produce a beep. So it's kind of an interface between like people and the ghost. And like, they'll say something, they'll ask questions and like, they'll they'll be literally having a conversation with this thing with like this little beeping machine. And I'm like, this can't be real because if it were like, that is proof. Like at that point, like being able to carry on a conversation, like if you can recreate that like over and over in different places, like that is proof. But so must those shows must be fake, otherwise, like people would be all over that, you know? Yeah, no, it, it's it's definitely. How do you prove that that they manipulate? It's all pseudoscience it and is, like it's, BS. Yeah, it's, um, I remember I visited maybe Universal Studios or something like that. Mm-hmm. They did have a mansion where, you know, it was a set where mm-hmm. they filmed one of those shows. Uh-huh. So obviously, they are not all real. Uh huh. Yeah. Not to say that. All of them are fake. Yeah, not to say there isn't some behind everything. Validity. Behind everything, I think there is a partial truth, right. potentially. You know, oh, for sure. I think we're too we're too quick to write off things. 
in our modern age, you know? Yeah. Definitely. Like, I think there are, there are unexplained, like, portion parts of our world, you know? Yeah. Um, I will say, I'm not sure if I, uh, if I support the trying to monetize these kind of beliefs in the paranormal. Monetize ghost theory. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. For these, these fake shows out there that are saying It's so wrong. I didn't think about it. And then there's one time when, you know, this is probably eighth grade, I think, but we were on like a DC trip. Uh-huh. Ghost tour. We did do a ghost tour. No, you didn't. We did because we were supposed to do like a battle reenactment, you mm-hmm. know, some sort of thing like that. Yeah. Fight the lobster backs and whatnot. Loyalists. The, the loyalists. Scum. 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 But that but that got canceled. I think um, it was like raining or something. Yeah. Like that. I don't know. So we had to do a ghost tour. Yeah. Let me tell you, Lincoln. Never been so disappointed. Oh, I'm sure it was horrible. Yeah, it was big fake. I've seen those like in Florida and stuff. They do like can, like ghost tours of like old like Union graveyards and stuff, like Civil War soldiers and stuff. Yeah. And like honestly, part of me thinks it's like, kind of inappropriate to like monetize like like military cemeteries like filled with like dead soldiers yeah. and be like, ooh, ghost tour Union graveyard in Key West, Florida. Like I I just don't know. That'd rub me wrong if I was like a family member of that person. Yeah. Something sure. wrong with that, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, speaking back to this paranormal thing, though, like, there's a lot of, um, like, I've heard stories from, like, like even not, okay, so at this point, maybe I'm not even talking about ghosts, like, okay. but for example of paranormal stuff, I have an example of a story that my um, mom told me, actually, okay. as a kid, and this is actually a well-documented phenomena that, like, you can actually go and observe in Oklahoma. Yeah. So there's this thing in Oklahoma. Um, everyone knows Route 66. It's, like, yeah. a famous highway through the middle of the country. It was built back in, like, the 20s, I believe. And yeah. One of the main highway, one of the first highways that connected coast to coast. So a really popular road trip destination. So Oklahoma, um, along, basically along Route 66, parts of it in Oklahoma are where kind of the historical path of the Trail of Tears. Okay. And so, um, mass my, like basically mass forced death march of like okay. Native Americans yeah. through uh, America to get them to their new like reservation lands that the U.S. government was forced them onto. And so a lot of Native Americans died on the way there, like many. You can walk through the forest near my grandparents' house and you can see like graves, like piles of rocks, like where people died and like just dropped dead on the way there. And... So there's this thing called the Route 66 light. And it is a phenomena where on Route 66 in rural Oklahoma, there's a light that it's like a glowing orb that like hovers just over the horizon, right over the highway. And no matter where you are, it'll follow you. So my mom told the story. I saw this on the show one time and I was like joking of it. And my mom saw it on the show and she just dropped what she was doing. She was like, oh my gosh, like. This happened to me when I was a kid because she lived in rural Oklahoma. She said she was driving back from Oklahoma City back to where she lived, which is like an hour east and kind of like middle of nowhere. Yeah. And she said the whole time she was driving, she was followed by that orb on down the highway. And she was in tears by the time she got home. She had no idea what it was. And this show, like you can actually go see it. Like it is a well-documented phenomenon. Scientists can't explain it. No one knows. So one of the main leading theories is that perhaps it's like some sort of like haunting from um, Native American spirits that like, you know, okay. all, many died on that trip. So perhaps like, perhaps the violence or something, like maybe they're just kind of sticking around because it was a really terrible way to go. Something like that. But no one really knows because there's not really another documented example of it in the whole world. And so 
scientists can't explain it. You can literally go see it at any time. Um, I think that's another really interesting thing. It's not really paranormal, but it's like, well, it's kind of paranormal. Not in the sense that like, uh, when you think paranormal, you think like one-off weird experiences usually by yourself. Like with this, like you can go with groups of people and see it. It's not like it just doesn't appear. Like you go like throughout the year, like they say like most nights you like can see it if you wait long enough. And they say it'll just like follow you down the highway over hills and everything. Like, so it can't be, they've tested hypothesis. Like it's reflection off the moon, just the right way. The highway hits like no one, no one can figure it out. Really? If you follow it, it just continues to like back its way along the horizon. You can't like get to it. Dang. I don't know. The fact that like multiple people can see it though. It's like an, a repeatable thing. It's no, it's highly repeatable. Like yeah. they've had experiments where like, people will stand one point, like way south, like south on the highway. They'll look at it. People will come from like the Northern direction, but it'll be behind the people in the Northern direction, but the people in the Southern direction will be able to see it as well. So it's like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. That, that's a weird, I don't know. I, I would tend to believe that it'd be some sort of, reflection of light just because I think the it's perspective a, thing it's definitely some sort of weird probably definitely scientifically explainable phenomena but like they still haven't figured it out after all these years That's weird yeah but i mean anyone can look that up and it's just one of those weird things that you can do research on and there, there isn't an explanation yeah. Sci- it's beyond science if you will certainly certain things are i think yeah yeah and then here we are in the paranormal wild just wild (laughs) stuff steve you know speaking of paranormal activity this kind of goes back to bot theory people just do some weird stuff in public every now and then you know oh yeah i was just thinking like another little anecdote for you so um it was my aunt's birthday the other day and so we decided to um go like have a picnic at this park in denver and like do some fishing you know so um we cast some lines out. We're fishing for carp. So we put corn on the hooks, the sinkers and stuff. And we had like four rods out. We're just sitting there. And then these like little kids like come up and they just start like running around in front of them, like pulling them, pulling the rods down and stuff. And like, you know, I'm not going to yell at someone's like two little two year olds. So I'm like, Oh, the parents will come over and they'll be like, Hey guys, like, don't do that. You know, I'm not yeah. going to be like, Hey, don't like, don't break that stuff. And the parents come over and immediately start doing what the little kids are doing, like tugging on it, not even looking at us. They don't even look at us. <laughs> They're just pulling stuff, like knocking things over. And I'm just like, this is unreal. Like you come over, you expect the parents to do something. They act like the little kids. Like what? That makes no sense. And I wasn't going to like say anything. So I'm just sitting there. I'm like, this is unreal. They just completely ignored us. act like we weren't there. Knocked over our stuff and just like walked away. And they came (laughs) back like two or three times and did it like over and over. Jeez. And so I'm just like, like completely aloof. So this might go back to the bot hypothesis, honestly. Bot hypothesis. Some people just don't conform to societal norms. Like in ways that don't make sense. Yeah. Otherwise, this was like a completely average family, you know? But then they did that. But then they did that like four times. Bad parenting or bots. Or Dang. both. They're both rampant, I would say. It's, I'd say both happen society. a lot, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, just one of those weird things where like people just don't act right. People just act up in public. Yeah. That's facts. <laughs> and, you know, along that point of disappearances and paranormal activity. Yeah. Where are the parents at most of the time? You know? You I, can seriously look around. There's big little kids just running rampant in stores. They're doing just horrible things. It's I remember, whack. I went to the zoo probably, I don't know, a couple months ago. Yeah. Maybe. 
Before Corona, of course. Oh, yeah, yes, certainly. Dude, I'm looking around. Freaking Peacock's just minding his own business. Little kid comes up and stomps on the tail. I'm like, <laughs> who's going to stop this? Curb stomp. Just GTA, man. <laughs> just one giant GTA server the Denver Zoo is. No, it's like, it's, for example, speaking of bad parenting that's made headlines, Harambe. Oh, Harambe. Harambe literally, Harambe lost his life. We lost an absolute king. A king. Because some lady decided, like, first of all, how does, like, a four-year-old climb over a chain-link fence, over another barrier, and then fall into, like, a, like a trench without someone noticing? Meaning the parents. How does it even happen? Disgusting. Paranormal, certainly. Paranormal, certainly. This would, is just more support for bot theory. Yeah. I will, I would sure hope that's paranormal. But, yeah. you know, some of the stuff you <laughs> might see. Might just be normal, it Might just be normal, yeah. <laughs> might be pretty commonplace these days. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, I don't want to, like, dumpster on these people too much. It's like, I'm sure raising kids is hard, but, like, control them a little bit, oh, you know? Yeah. Facts. Just let them run rampant. Let them destroy stuff. It's just, it's just weird. Weird stuff happening these days. <laughs> strange times we live in, boys. Really strange times. Well, Lincoln, talking about all this uh, paranormal activity, uh, how do you feel about it? Uh, paranormal activity, the movie? Yeah, the, the movie, of course. You know, I've heard, you know, it's honestly really spooky. And I've heard that when it came out, people literally had to leave the theater. And at first they thought it was because everyone hated the movie. But it was actually like making grown men like so scared they had to leave the theater. I've never seen the movie. May I preface this entire <laughs> entire riff with that? But honestly, it looks spooky. Yeah. Have you seen the movie? Steve? No, I've never seen the movie. I just I was wondering what your thoughts might have been. <laughs> so neither of us have seen the movie. No. But honestly, scary stuff. Scary, scary stuff. stuff. Well, why do you think I haven't seen it? <laughs> it's so scary. I won't even watch it. No. Certainly not. You know what I will watch though? What? Scooby Doo. Oh. I think it gets the same point across without that being too spooky. Yeah. Yeah, Scooby Doo. Honestly, probably the most accurate depiction of yeah. the paranormal world I think that we've ever seen in pop culture. For sure. I think, you know, but the, the alarming thing about Scooby Doo is it kind of seems to, to convey the message that everything that is paranormal is not real, is explainable at the very least. Because even in, like, the live-action Scooby-Doo movies, like, um, you know how there's, like, actual real monsters when they're on, like, Spooky Island or whatever that is yeah. in the park? It's, like, because some dude made them using science, you know? Right. So I think Scooby-Doo, in a way, kind of, uh, kind of promotes this idea that everything is explainable by science. Yeah. And I think some things are, frankly, beyond science, Steve. And, you know, another thing I find disturbing about Scooby-Doo is they kind of promote this idea of vigilante justice, as we had talked about before. These are like rogue detectives. Okay, so you got like four teenagers and a talking dog. And people, and like the cops will literally go up to people and be like, hey, hello, ma'am, we are handing over your son's uh, son's homicide case over to four 18-year-olds and they're talking Great Dane with their uh, stoner, uh, with their stoner van, with their stoner VW van. You know, they're experts though. So uh, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Like, honestly, that is disturbing if you think about that. It is disturbing. And, you know, the I never really thought about this before, but the the, the, the talking dog. No paranormal. One, paranormal. Why does no one care about that? The, no. 
not a single other dog in the movies talks. Uh, Scrappy, but honestly, Scrappy's not. Scrappy's not canon. No, I don't hardly think. canon. That's hardly Scooby Doo canon. I mean, we could look at Scooby Doo lore, but honestly, Scrappy's hardly canon. Yeah, no facts. Scooby Doo walks this line though, where I think it promotes kind of the fun aspects of yeah, kind of the idea of the paranormal and monsters and like. Just mysteries, you know, mysteries. They yeah. they're fruit of more of mysteries than, rather than like, than like than like the actual paranormal, which I think is actually really interesting. Right? Yeah, I think it encourages people to to look more into it and to solve know? their own mysteries. Yeah, definitely. So you know, Scooby Doo, honestly, one of the greatest, one of the greatest cinematic universes ever to be made. The Scooby Doo cinematic universe. Facts. Probably one of my favorite shows as a kid growing up. Oh yeah. Um, I'll give you a pass for. Promoting science over the paranormal. <laughs> I'll give you a pass for that. If anything, it just makes good entertainment. It's just it's some good TV, Steve. It yeah. really is. Ageless. Yeah. Ageless. So, Steve, um, you know, we've talked a lot about paranormal things, but why don't we talk more about normal things? Kind of like what Big Brain Hour is coming out with here in the next couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, we, uh, as we have talked on before the season started, a lot of new changes actually – Lincoln here has put up our very own uh, website. www.bigbrainhour.com. I can't believe that domain was available. Oh, that makes no sense. It was a total score. <laughs> and if you want it, you can check out episodes from uh, season one of Big Brain Hour. Yep. Uh, there's stuff for contacting us mm -hmm. uh, if you want to be on the cast. Links or, to our social media channels. Yeah. Um, we have our own merch store. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be dropping stickers and t-shirts to start, but... I mean, if anyone has a request for anything specific they want, we can basically have it made. And I mean, we'll be expanding the store as as um, as time goes on. You know, we might be adding water bottles, bottle openers, you know, just fun stuff in general. So frisbees. Um, we think stickers and t-shirts are a really good place to start, though. And look, when you're when you're buying merch from us, we're not in it for a huge amount of profit. We basically sell everything at basically even with cost. So, because right. we want to actually make like good t-shirts that everyone can enjoy wearing. And yeah. um, we just want to promote the big brain hour all around at this point in the game, um, just publicity and allowing our users, our listeners to like be able to wear big brain hour merch is just more valuable to us than, than making a quick buck. So, you know, hop on there, uh, support the podcast. We'd really, really appreciate it. Yeah. If you want to support us, uh, check out the merch, obviously send us fan mail. Mm -hmm. Um, we're diving into a lot of different social media sites. Uh, we'd love to have your support on Instagram, so we can have mm -hmm. a connection. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna have Instagram. Um, we're getting a Twitter started up because, you know, throughout the day we honestly have a lot of funny stuff that we think that uh, would just make for great Twitter. You yeah. know, I think we'll run Donald Trump right off of Twitter with how good <laughs> we are. I think he will actually become threatened by how good we are at Twitter. So, you know, we're we're dangerous new addition to the game. The Zuckerberg's got to look out. Yeah, you know Zuckerberg doesn't even own Twitter, Facebook boy. <laughs> Not a big Facebook guy. So obviously, there's going to be a lot of stuff that doesn't make it onto the episodes necessarily, mm -hmm. but still quality content. Yeah, some bonus content. You're not going to want to miss out on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of quality content, uh, Lincoln, would you like to introduce our our next week's guest? Oh yes. This you know last week Josh was an amazing guest. Um, we love hearing from. Some of our friends are doing some really amazing things with their life. You know, yeah. House of Highlights, that is a huge score running their YouTube channel. Amazing stuff that Josh is doing. Um, honestly, probably like one of the most influential guests we've had to date. Yeah. But um, coming up is one that really pertains to the times that we are living in right now. 
um, we actually scored an interview with Boulder City Council. And we are really excited about this because this will allow us to speak with a local government representative kind of about how, you know, you hear all these big ideas, you know, uh, defund the police. Um, so you got defund the police. You have how the government's going to handle racial inequity just in our country that as, as it's kind of um, been built up in our nation. And we're going to actually get a chance to um, pick the brain of someone who's in this right now, writing legislature, um, figuring out how to tackle this. And I think it's going to be really interesting. I think it is going to be a great listen, and we're really glad that we get to bring such a quality guest to our listeners. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this has been, a, at the very least, an exciting year between mm-hmm. Corona and all the other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really curious to, to hear some of the behind the scenes of kind of what goes into decision making uh, mm-hmm. for the for the public space. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to the to our guest. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking coronavirus. We're going to be talking um, how the police might change in Boulder. Because, um, you know, Boulder has always been on the forefront of progressive policy. So I think Boulder could be someone who kind of leads the charge in creating a new modern police force. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting. And we're really glad that we can bring this to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really excited for that. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, once again, just make sure to check out bigbrainhour.com. Thanks for listening today, guys. I mean, um, tackled some wacky stuff today you know paranormal activity i mean if you guys have had ghost stories like things that have happened to you that can't be explained like go ahead and send them to us in the fan mail we'd love to hear about them because like honestly like i don't really tell this story very often because like i always kind of get weird looks when i tell it but it's just like sometimes you just gotta get stuff like that off your chest and it's just interesting things that happen and we would love to hear about it from you guys yeah we'd love to hear it. i know other people would love to hear it mm-hmm. so definitely keep keep sending some feedback yeah so go to the website we have a contact us um form there now it makes it a lot easier to email us yeah. yeah um as always guys make sure to to stay safe continue to be smart uh and as always stay big brain